1: Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, thanks so much for coming back and joining us. This is a club update about West Bromwich Albion. Joining me is Dan from at Baggies Facts on Twitter and thebaggiesfacts.com which I do frequent from time to time, writing things about Nasser Chadley, who's amazing, but we'll
0: get to that in a minute. (laughs)
1: Let's just start with a recap of this last match, because you won.
0: Wow. (laughs) We won a game. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. So that makes it two wins out of 14. Previously, one win out of 13. Um, Over the moon, in terms of the way we've won the game, it was the first time that Pulis has... Uh, Sorry, the Albion under Tony Pulis has managed to score four Premier League goals in a single game. Um, So that's an absolute bonus. And it come at the perfect time for Pulis because I think if he'd have lost this one, there would have been some serious questions asked, especially considering that West Ham have hardly had the best of starts themselves and we were at home. Um, Four goals, four actually very good goals, you know, Apart, aside from a penalty, of course, you know you, you've got to score your penalties. But apart from a penalty, three three extremely good goals, um, really well worked, different kinds of goals as well. Um, it was really good to see the fourth, to see us hitting a team on the counter attack, and and sprinting down the pitch with, with with you know it's just something we've not we barely ever see at the baggies. Like we ever, we barely ever see penetration, quick penetration from the back all the way, you know, throughout the whole field. Um, Rondon, you know, this, this player, as I've been saying for a long time, there were doubts about him when he signed, but as I've been saying for a long time, this player could play for a much better club than the Albion. We're blessed to have him, really. He's a really, really good striker. A lot of attributes. He's strong. He's powerful. He can hold the ball up. He's still got a bit of skill. He's not exactly slow he's hardly the fastest but he's not slow and from you know you can see from our from our second goal he, he can finish and I think he's only going to get better throughout this season um, so I mean on the victory on the whole of course it's disappointing to concede the two goals in the second half but when you've scored four you can afford to have that bit of a buffer and you know there's, there's no, absolutely no complaints um, a few were maybe want I wouldn't say wanting the Albion to lose because that's maybe a bit harsh, but there were some maybe a bit more on the fence in terms of or maybe a bit apathetic, you know, as as to the result. Um because people are just sick of Tony Pulis and I I I don't of course I, I'm personally not feeling that Tony Pulis is the man to take us forward any longer. But there's no way I'm ever going to want West Bromwich Albion to lose a football match because of that, you know. Um, so I'm I'm extremely pleased with the win, pleased that we've managed to put in a good performance, and it's not just the win because there's been many times where we've won a game one 0 but played absolutely atrociously or or played superbly in defensive but had absolutely nothing going forward. Um, so as a team, happy with the win. Um, you know absolutely no complaints and it's just good to see four goals at home well I was away on holiday unfortunately so I didn't personally see the game it's the first home game I've missed in a very long time um so maybe I should stay away for the next one
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe you should go on holiday much more frequently uh you mentioned Rondon there I I thought that was a great signing when you made it and I don't think a lot of people know didn't he score nine goals last season
0: he good. Nine plus one yeah. in the cup. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was 10, a very 10, underrated
1: season, especially in a team that's on the lower end of the creating chances. And With I the think. Lowest, the lowest end of the creating oh, chances. Really. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Well, bringing in Nasser Chadley as both a person that can help create and a person that can help finish, I think really benefited in this match. Uh, I did write an article for your site about Nasser Chadley, but what were your thoughts yep. uh, seeing him in this one?
0: Absolutely gutted that I didn't put him in my fantasy Premier League team. Um, because he would have won me a shed load of points. um, And I have since added him this week for for, for the fixture at Stoke. But um, I think we all knew that we needed a kind of, the zap word isn't a marquee signing. And I think at the Albion, a lot of clubs for similar size to ours have managed to go out there and get some fairly big name players. The Premier League is attracting big names throughout the whole league, um, and I think we needed one of our own, or maybe two or three of our own. Um, two or three would have been great if we'd have managed to have get, got Kamacho um, over line and, and and another striker. Maybe we were linked with Slimani, although that was a long shot. Seeing how well he's doing at Leicester now, um, but to to have got Chadley it was a bit of a saving grace. You know, we. we if we hadn't have signed Chadley, I think the transfer window would have been seen as an absolute disaster. Um, but, you know, like you say, Nasser Chadley, what 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 a signing going on even just that one game. Um, hopefully, there'll be some consistency with him being able to play week in, week out, which is something he, he's not really had at Tottenham, apart from maybe the one season where he really did shine. Um and and I think he can he can score ten goals for us this season and add and chip in with the assists. Um personally I haven't seen him play yet, but I've watched extended highlights and of course I've seen him play before for Tottenham. Um and it is just the kind of player that we need. He's intelligent, he'll look to run at the defence, whether that's from wide areas or whether that's from central positions. Um and we haven't really got anyone apart from Morrison that's willing to to do that to any real length or to keep doing that. Um, I mean, under Tony Pulis, if you do that a bit too often on the wings and start losing the ball, he's not going to be happy with you. Hopefully, he'll give Chadley a bit of leeway. Um, and there will be games where he's probably a bit more of a passenger and he does struggle a little bit. But if he can have games where he shines like he did against West Ham, um, then you know he's, he's, he's going to be a, a great signing. It was also really good to see someone pick up a ball for a penalty because we've missed a lot of penalties in recent years um, and we've not really had someone confident enough to step up and take them apart from Berahino, and with Berahino not probably beating around the squad as much this season, it's great, but he just stepped up and he took it like a pro and, and slipped it away really nicely. So that was... Cause, because, uh, I mean, on your home debut... Seven minutes into the game, if you step up and take a penalty and miss it, it's a big downer yeah. on things, and that yeah. could have that could have been the result gone, really. But he had the confidence to step up and do that, and, and I think that says a lot about him. Um, and of course, he wears he wears the number twenty two, and that's my lucky number, so we we do like him for that as well.
1: Fair enough. Uh, you mentioned Pulis in your first part. Uh, has this win granted him a stay of execution just because there's so many managers who are kind of on the hot seat at the moment? It is maybe Pulis' seat a little less warm because of this?
0: Um, the, the You see, the the media have got their perception of Pulis and what he is and what he brings, and a lot do tend to stick up for him, which is fair enough and understandable. Because of the the way that West Bromwich Albion is viewed is that we are a fairly small club. I'm not going to dispute that we are a small club in terms of the Premier League, um, and in terms of like European appeal, we're not. We're not a very. We're not a, a big club in the slightest in terms of that. And I think people look at the Albion fans at the minute as being a bit um, wanting a cake and eating it, you know because Pulis will probably keep us up but at the expense of entertaining football um so but but you know the the other flip side of the coin is that being a baggies fan um and from the area and watching them week in week out having to put up with numerous games without a shot on target numerous games where you don't feel like there's any chance that you'll score and you can and you don't it can be a bit frustrating because we're spending money and people seem to forget that sometimes that we are ever increasing paying customers as football fans now. Um, that's the way the, the game has designed it. That's the way the Premier League want it. That's the way the football clubs have designed it. And if they want to go down that route, they have to accept that it's more, it's it's a bit less of the, we, we go and support because we have to sort of thing. It's more of a, attracting customers you if, you if you want to go down the route of customers which is how fans are treated nowadays you have to accept that when things aren't going so well, customers like they would if they were going shopping at Asda or Tesco, are going to complain they're, going to, they're not going to be happy if the product isn't what they feel is appropriate, whether you agree with that or whether you don't that's that's up to you and it, I, I personally will go up the way, up the, the Hawthorns to support the club, whether we're in the Premier League, whether we're in the National Conference, whether we're playing absolutely shocking football, or or whether you know we we're playing like Barcelona, because that's just me, and I'll do that. But I have to sympathise with those that haven't got a lot of money, that spend a lot of money, but they probably haven't got on watching the football, and they're just completely sick of watching Tony Pulis. So, on that note, one win doesn't change his opinion amongst a lot of West Bromwich Albion fans. And you could almost call us fickle if if that was the case, although for maybe other reasons, and you'd usually call fans fickle. Um, I think long-term, if we were to see six, seven, eight games and four of them, we were to perform like we did against West Ham and score goals and maybe get wins and get draws... Then you might see a bit of a tide turning, and you might see people maybe accepting that Pudis is starting to get it right. But we've been saying that for a, a long time now, and um, we're still waiting really for, for Pudis to change his ways. And I don't think you know. I don't think uh, you know. Leopard doesn't change his spots, and I don't think Pudis is ever gonna be. The kind of manager some West Bromwich Albion fans want him to be. Um, short term, <clears throat> he did a great job in keeping us up the first season. He was given then a chance to build his own team. Um, probably did that to a point, but maybe had restrictions in terms of f- football club and the transfer windows. And I just feel that the relationship between him and the club has soured, and. He does have a dig at the board. He, he has had a dig at the chairman. He's had a dig at the way the previous chairman was wasn't running things as efficiently as he'd have wanted because he was looking to sell. Um, so it just seems like it is something that will naturally come to an end sooner rather than later. Whether that's a sacking after a couple of bad results, or, or or whether that's maybe towards the end of the season. I'll be an announcer not going to be renewing his contract or he announces he, he won't be signing a new contract. So that's a fairly long answer for a fairly short question. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> no worries. It's
1: a complex one.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner.
1: Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today. Um, you mentioned the, the, the change in perception from kind of a national to a local uh, area. Another one is Craig Dawson. Yep. who seems to be beloved by Albion supporters. A lot of mm-hmm. people externally question, you know, is he a person that should be starting every week? Then you bring in Neom, who a lot of people rated fairly highly. Do you think that there could be a position swap there, or do you think you'll stick by Dawson long-term?
0: I personally feel that <clears throat> Dawson is more a purist man. He's a good solid, tall, centre-half kind of player, and he's adapted to that role at right-back and he's made it his own. Um, for, for me, personally, when we were looking for signings in the summer, I wouldn't have gone for a right-back, but we've signed one. Whether Nyam is, is 100% Pulis's signing, he might well have said, yeah, I'm happy to have him in my squad, but he might not have been a man that Pulis would have personally gone out and scouted for himself. With the way that we work, with our continental system, and and the way that we operate, with um with our technical director and and sporting director sort of role. So, um, the short answer would be no. I, I think that Nyom might have to find himself a different place in the team, or should we get injuries at centre centre back, it might well be the case that Nyom will be trusted to fill in at right back, while Dawson fills in at centre back. Um. The 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 question for me when it comes to Nyom would would be, can he play at left back? Because Galloway, although signed, and he's a a typical he's a sorry a left footed left back who could be you know a star for us. It might well be that he has a dip in form because of his age, and it might well be that we're looking for someone with a bit more experience, and Nyom could slot in there. Um, and fulfil the role to a point where Galloway would struggle to get back in. So I think there are options for him, um, and I think he will get game time, but I don't think it's going to be straight away. It's going to be as a result of probably circumstance as opposed to um, him forcing his way into the team.
1: Fair enough, and just one last question. You have had a change of ownership. Has there been any sense of change at the club uh, because of that, or do you have an a opinion on them, even though they've only been in charge for such a short time?
0: Um, I wouldn't say that any Baggies fan really has a, a massive opinion on our new Chinese owners, um, because they can only be judged on what they do at our football club, and we, we you know, we, they, we're going to give them opportunity. I'm sure to stamp their mark on on the club and and what they want to do with um in terms of of building a bit of a commercial thing and link up between you know the west midlands and and china and and I think long term what they've brought into is the fact that West Bromwich Albion is a superbly run football club financially, and they've looked at that as a great option for them and to instead of chuck money at West Bromwich Albion and expect you know us to be challenging for europe and I don't think it's that kind of arrangement. I think they're quite aware that we're a stable football club and they just want to keep that going, whereas at the same time build slowly networks and and make it sort of their own um, going forward. But I can't see them coming in and splashing the cash uh, in terms of anything much more than other clubs of our size have done. Um, And I think fans are happy with that because... uh, there are fairly low expectation levels. I mean you do get the odd fan who gets a bit excited. There are fairly low expectation levels at the club because we understand where we are on the grand in the grand scheme of things in in the Premier League um and so if they can come in make a good impression do the right thing say the right things don't start changing the club in terms of their kits and their history or trying to you know make the give the stadium a rename or do you know I don't think our fans are going to be happy with that kind of thing as long as they do things properly in that regard and they can trust the the new team in terms of um, Williams at at the top our new chairman um, heading things up properly and Nick Hammond and Richard Garlick in terms of football in um, signing the right players and building slowly then I just think that it's ideal and the baggies fans would just be happy to to let that, you know, let let them see see what's what's going to happen. I just, um, if there are any baggies fans out there, I think it's going to be some sort of overnight change, and you know we we're going to be um, signing super players from across Europe, and they're going to be sadly mistaken. I think, but it, it, the deal has been done now. Um, just to mention. Um, because obviously there's a period of uh, assessment from the Premier League um, and other governing bodies as to whether the the deal um, is financially viable and fair and all this malarque, I'm not too up on that to be honest, but um, it's been ratified by the Premier League and Gao Chen Lai and his team of investors are officially now the owners of West Bromwich Albion. Fair
1: enough, any parting thoughts?
0: Um, Stoke the weekend. Can we get a result on the Potteries? I really couldn't. I I couldn't tell you, but I'm a little They've bit more hopeful now. Stoke have been very poor, but you know, there's been times where we've been very poor, and we'd have looked at a team like the Albion or or Stoke and gone, "We we really need a result there." So Stoke will be looking at this game, West Bromwich Albion at home as one where they can kickstart their season. Um, but, you know, there's a chance they might not. Mark Hughes is under a lot of pressure now. So, maybe we can go and snatch a result. I, I, I don't see us going there and being as dumb anywhere near as Well, we, to be honest, we weren't even really that dominant against West Ham. We just played well and took our chances. But I can't see us scoring four at at the Britannia Stadium or whatever. It's Bet365 Stadium now. Um, but a, a, a win would be absolutely super and a point would be absolutely fine. So we just hope that we can get something.
1: Fair enough. Well, best of luck at the weekend. Would you like to tell folks where they can find you?
0: Yeah, they can find me at um or they can find me on Twitter um, at Baggies Facts, or they can find me personally at the Watts Twenty Two, um, and we'll have. We've, I've just put a piece online um, in regard to our dwindling attendances, um, which might be worth a read, um, and there'll be further content online as the week goes on, um, hopefully, and then something looking back at the Stoke game, probably on Sunday or Monday. So feel free to check those out.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us and I'm sure we'll speak soon.
0: Cheers. Cheers, Kev.